A-G-L-E-S Eagles! What is going on, Philadelphia? We are live. It's Dave Costa here with Alex, AK47 Cal. It is Saturday, January 20th, 2018, the eve of the NFC Championship Games. We got Eagles and Vikings on tap for tomorrow afternoon, or evening, I should say. Um, we're going to get into that in a little bit, but uh, let my boy Alex take the stage a little bit here. We're going to introduce ourselves. This is our first podcast. Um, we've been thinking about doing this for a while, and uh, the two of us have worked together for a little bit over a year now, um, become pretty good friends here, and we're going to be having some fun with you guys, hopefully, over the next forever. Yeah, well said, Dave. I think we're, uh, the goal is to take this thing into uh, perpetuity. Uh, I don't really see an end in sight personally. Um, so just so everybody out there knows, you're listening to the bank statement, uh, a little history on the bank statement. You know, Dave and I, we've been talking sports for a long time in this kind of podcasted format. Uh, just cause we're weird like that. Um, we pretend when we talk sports to each other that we are talking to an audience. So now we'd like to do that same thing. Cause for all we know, there might not even be an audience out there, but, uh, bank statement, uh, comes from, if you look around, at the Philadelphia Sports Complex, you got, what do we got, Citizens Bank, Ballpark. Lincoln Financial Field, home and of the Philadelphia England. Eagles. And we got the Wells Fargo Center. So yes, sir. Trust common the denominator there is uh, we got banks. There's financials. Um, and so you can follow us on Twitter. Um, I'm sure you'll probably find out about us probably through Twitter or Instagram. Um, at the bank PHL. So that's at the bank PHL on both Twitter and Instagram. So hit us up on there. We're going to be throwing some polls out there to you guys, uh, getting your feedback on a few things. We want this to be a show really of the people. We just want to have a lot of fun with you guys. We love doing this. Um, I was telling Alex a little bit today. I was like, dude, I would do this if we had zero listeners, five podcasts in. Now, I hope we don't. I'm planning on having you know, a ton of people come and follow us, but you never know. But if we do, <laughs> if we do we'll still be here. We will. We're going to get into a little bit of our mission statement here in the next couple of shows. We're still ironing a few things out. We got some good stuff on tap here for you guys. Um, do you remember the Eagles game last week, Alex? Was oh, that, that far away? Oh, man. It feels kind of like it was, right? I know. We've just been such high gear for tomorrow's game. I know. Tomorrow's going to be nuts. So little background about us and the Eagles and this playoff run here. So we were at the game last week. We sat next to some awesome dudes. Um, shout out to section 102, row 26. Um, y'all were the best. That section was lit. Um, and basically, so we're at the game, and it was probably the best game either one of us has ever been to, right? Nikki Franchise put on a show for the people. Actually, the only game I've ever been to. So for a guy on a Philly sports podcast, that kind of kills my credibility a little bit, but that was my first ever Eagles game. But you're a big Eagles guy and the Sixers are more your, your stick, right? Yeah. Sixers are my speed, but I've, I've like to say, I probably have never missed an Eagles game on TV at least. I can respect that. But it was nuts, man. I can respect it. It was nuts. You're you're kind of like Martinez from the Fanatic when it comes to hockey, but you're like the Sixers. Yeah, yeah. I don't touch the hockey as much, but (laughs) I mean, if there was ever a guy to go to a first game with, it was you, because we walked in there and I just said, Dave, take me. Give me the tour. Well, the Eagles are like, they're my baby, dude. The Eagles have been there since day one. They're always going to be there, and it's... We're going to take this all the way this year, and I'm really excited about that. Nikki Franchise, we're going to talk about some stats in a little bit about tomorrow's game, but first I kind of want to recap last week, because... I know a lot of us were Eagles fans, right? We got real hype for that game. And we're sitting there. It's cold. The game starts. And first play of the game, 
That deep ball. Deep Nikki ball. Franchise deep drops ball. back, bro. Tell us a little bit. Oh, my gosh. That deep ball was hilarious. We're going to talk about it a little bit in detail later, but he drops back this first play <laughs> of the game and looks to Torrey Smith, who is our supposed speedster on the team. Haven't seen it yet, but, hey, we got another week to play. Another week. And we, th- we watch him throw this ball, man, and you and I look at each other, and went with the flag went up, so the first thought Horribly was— Horribly thrown ball. The worst throw. That was— that was Let's like not worst <laughs> throw. He threw that ball I thirty. Was like, oh yards. god! <laughs> that ball was thirty yards <laughs> underthrown. Really underthrown. But we got the flag, so it was a good statement until play two. Jay Ajayi. Yeah, that's my boy though. You know what I'm saying? Howie Howie Roseman's a little bit of a magician this year. Pulls that trade off, and honestly, that's that's a trade that I think could carry us tomorrow and could carry us kind of moving forward. But that fumble, man, that cannot happen tomorrow. We cannot be making those mistakes tomorrow because there was just way too many. That first half, you were about to kill yourself, dude. Like that was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, I mean, I think those first two plays were very symbolic of the whole game. I mean, the first play was awesome. We got a long play downfield with a pass interference call. And then the second play was a fumble. And that's what the whole game was. It was a game of highs and lows. Yeah. I know a lot of lows stick out to you. The big one for me, you know what the big one for me that the, got under my skin was. The big one for you is that missed extra point. Oh, my Jake gosh, Jake the man. snake. Jake cannot be missing extra points. Yeah, I agree with you, dude. But you know what's crazy? That kid from 50-plus is Automatic. Money. He's money. Put him in the bank. Automatic. Take it to the bank. Automatic. Check that on the oh statement. You know gosh. what I'm saying? Hit him with a dab. Yeah, with but 30 yards. 30 I, yards. Yeah, no. I'm so nervous. I know. I'm nervous. If it was that, there were the special teams punt. Yeah, it was funny, dude. Remember we were looking at Jeffrey Lurie? We just look up. He's like up to our um, back behind us to the left a little bit, right? The incredible I, dancer, Jeffrey Lurie. <laughs> he was dancing, dude. Yeah. He hit the dab a couple yeah. times. He was like, ah, ready for tonight. <laughs> Um, but I looked back after that, the muff punt, and the dude was about ready to, like, like just annihilate somebody. Yeah. And he was even more mad. He's mad at the refs at one play. Do you remember the thing that pissed me off the most? What? The Rodney McLeod pass in the Oh, man. I was livid, Livid. Man. Livid. Livid. Now, and then when they show over. it on the replay in there, too, and you know it was yeah, a bad call. Yeah, you landed with the, the shoulder and everything. Because the thing is, dude, like, y- you were you were in a little bit of a negative state. There was two girls in front of us. So for the people at home, it was very impressive, actually. These two girls, they're in front of us. Probably bigger Eagles fans than either one of us, to be honest with you. And I've never really said that about yeah. anybody because it was crazy. These girls were, like, riding the roller coaster hard. Like, yeah. the one girl was, like, crying. One of them had, was doing the, like, sit down. The whole place was on their feet. The one girl was sitting down the entire time yeah. with her head in her hands. Like, was- the I cannot watch <laughs> syndrome throughout the game. I know. Yeah. It was nuts. And I remember when that happened, she was freaking out, dude. Yeah. She was freaking out. But there were some highs, too, man. There were. There were some highs. highs. I know what your favorite play of the game was. Hit him with the rook. Yeah. Mac Collins, man. He trucked that, man. Matt Collins, I think it, Matt Collins had maybe, what, one catch on the day, mm-hmm. maybe a six- or seven-yard gain. Every catch that man makes is a big play. Gets hit that's, out of bounds and flexes on him. You know what my favorite thing about him is? What? How he practices and warms up without the gloves. I like that. Wow. But he throws them on for the game. He's not like Joe Walker. Yeah. He doesn't show up like Joe Walker to the game, <laughs> yeah. looking like a goof, a goof <laughs> out there in the middle of the field. Yeah, well, he's going to need to step up. We need a lot of people to step up this week. There's going to be a lot of things. It's a serious question for you. Okay. We're both not really big Tory Smith guys. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you play a little bit more of the Rook this week? Um, 
You know, I think there's a good balance of what we have. I think there are so many weapons that you don't need to necessarily play one versus the other okay. too much or too little. I think you need to key on guys like Zach Ertz, who made some big plays last week, but maybe he can make more big plays this Here's week. Here's the thing about Zach Ertz. You got Harrison Smith on the flip side, and Harrison Smith has taken out like tight ends all year long. You know who I think could be a big player next week? Or this week, I should say, tomorrow? N.A.? Trey Burton. Ooh. Trey Burton. You know why? Because I think they're going to take away Zach Ertz. And we're going to get into a little bit of a preview. i got some more Falcons-Eagles to discuss a little bit first. But um, that's my uh, low-key we'll, – we'll leave that a little bit of a foreshadow for a later segment of our show here today. Because I, like I think he could be I a like very a key factor okay. um, moving forward here. But um, one more question for you about Falcons-Eagles. All right. I like it. So we're driving down the field. Nicky Franchise is getting in his groove. He's dropping back. He's hitting the crossers. He's like Alshon Jeffrey over the middle. Alshon Jeffrey on the outside. We're rolling down the field, getting down to the three-yard line. Drive stalls. It's fourth and one. I was, I was beside myself. I mean, I personally wanted Doug to go for it. I, what, what was your take on that? Um, Kick that field goal. End up changing the game, but... Can I tell you something? There were I wanted Doug to go for it. Um, I think a lot of that was in the heat of the moment. I am usually a take-your-money-and-run kind of guy. I'm not much of a gambler. I don't go all in. So nine times out of ten, you ask me, I'm kicking that ball. But there was something about that missed extra point in the beginning of the game that got under my skin so much. I had more faith at that time in going for it than Jake Elliott's foot. But the thing is, though, once you kick that field goal, it kind of cancels out that mixed extra point. I said this to you after the game. I, I don't think he was thinking about it this way because you're an NFL coach. You're down there at the end of the game. What's happens happened. You're in the situation. And I'm a big believer going back to it. So I even told you at halftime. I think it was, what, 10-9? And it's 10-9. It's halftime. You're freaking out. I'm freaking out. The whole <laughs> section is like, Nick Foles, get him out of here. Like, this is terrible. We had all these fumbles. The game looks like it's – you said it's either going to be a blowout or we're going to find a way to win it. And I was like, dude, if I told you with Nick Foles, we get to halftime against Atlanta and it was 10-9 – we take that yeah. 10 times out of 10. You are, you're a very level-headed guy in the heat of the moment. Because you got to think that way. And to, I don't know. Here's the thing. You can't go back and change the past. I, what gets under my skin the most about people with this season is, like, I love Carson Wentz as much as the next guy. Like he's, Probably more. He's a legend, bro. Like, he's, he's next yeah. level. He's the MVP of the league this year. I don't care if he's missed games. I don't care what's going on. He is the MVP. And for him to, like, be lost for the year is devastating. But he's not coming back. He's not. He's not. We got a squad that's in the NFC Championship game tomorrow. And I promise you, when we're down there in Section 120, and it's just fire down there at the stadium, we're live. There's gonna be some jerk that's like, "Yo, wait, you're Nick Foles, you're not Carson. Oh, yeah, Nicky franchise." And I hear I you. That. And oh. I love it. But there's also that part of me that's like. Oh, man, Nick Foles sucks. Can we take a pause real quick and look at the Sixers score? We got the Sixers on the background right here. What do we got? They had 10 turnovers to two in the third quarter right now. And, they and they're are... giving James Young some serious minutes in this game, which <laughs> is a little wild. But... Brett Brown's a little bit questionable, but they're, uh, they're about to pull this one out. Fun fact about this game is uh, Jared Bayless sitting out with a sore wrist against his former team. That's probably the best thing that's ever happened to the Sixers this year. It's Jared Bayless sitting out <laughs> against the Bucks with the Soros. Yeah. But you know what, dude? That's the Markel Fultz effect. And not to get all track with the Sixers, but I think we both trust the process. And that's TTP. your wheelhouse. 
Um, did you catch that video of Marco Fold shooting a little bit today? I did not. Was he actually he making looks, some shots? I mean, he wasn't making anything. It was a short. <laughs> it was a short video. Uh, he kind of bricked it off back iron. Okay, but off the dribble, it looked smoother. Okay, I guess we'll take that. I guess hindsight twenty twenty. What do you do first pick of the draft? Yeah, you 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 can never ask me that because I remember how pumped I was. I've gotten a lot of things wrong over the Sixers and over the years. I'll never forget the excitement I had when we got out in Brand back yeah, in the day with Iguodala. Yeah, man, there are some. I got season tickets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bought my dad. I told my dad the season tickets total cost like five hundred bucks. And this was the year. Yeah, that was the year. And I bought him for the both of us. He was like, oh, yeah. And I totally lied. That that was, like, way, yeah. way more money. But when we made that trade, we went up to get Fultz. I was all in. I think we all were, in a, in a sense. Nobody knew how was, good Jason yeah. Tatum was going to be. No. Except no. Boston, Boston. Except Danny Ainge. They said they knew they wanted. It makes me so mad watching That's him play because he is Danny so Ainge. good. He's so good. Kid's going to be a superstar. Yeah. So if you're Boston, what do you do? Do you stand pat this year or do you say, let me trade one of these young guys and go get somebody? Uh, it depends what they want to do. I think Anthony Davis is their guy. I don't think depends if they want him this year or no. I I mean, on the horizon, I feel like there's rumblings out there that he'd like to be in Boston. He's made hints at it. You know who they're not going to keep that. You know what I'd love to see happen. It's not going to happen. But Damian Lillard take a take a trip down to the front office and say, you know what, I'm out, man. Yeah, I'm out on this squad. I want to go play with LeBron. Yeah. I want to go play with LeBron. Tell LeBron to go march right into that office at Dan Gilbert's and say, yo, we got this like first overall pick next year, high draft pick that we just got from Boston. Let's flip this and Isaiah Thomas, and let's go get Dame Dame Lillard, most underrated point guard in the league, in my opinion. Uh, Him and John Wall. John Wall's a stud. So is Dame. I would love to see that too, but I would like him to hold off a year and say, I want to go play with LeBron when LeBron has a Sixers uniform on. I, do you think it's good? Do you think there's a shot of that? I do. I've been saying this for a year and a I half. I do. Now. I think we're gonna have many a podcast about the LeBron to the Sixers. Well, here's here's the thing, bro. Because what other situation in the NBA is ripe for LeBron to go to? Uh, any. Well, okay, that's a good point. When but does I mean, LeBron like, not go to the finals? Okay, but that's that's more of a send him to about, Utah. That's <laughs> Utah doesn't make the finals. Eastern <laughs> yeah. Conference Finals. But if you're LeBron, though, Western. like. Forget this. You're any team, and you're like, we get LeBron, we're going to the finals. I agree with you. I'm all in on LeBron. But if you're LeBron himself, and you're looking at this, and you're saying, like, okay, I am over Cleveland. I'm ready to leave. I've proven all I can prove there. I'm not going to beat Golden State in Cleveland. Yeah. Where do you go that's better than Philadelphia? Because I, I'll be honest with you, I don't think there's a better spot in the league. I don't either. My fear is the Simmons thing. And, and what I mean by that is – Simmons is kind of a pseudo LeBron. I'm not saying he is LeBron. I'm not saying he's going to end up being LeBron, but it's a similar style of play. So you have these two guys in here, and there's already been some knocks, especially with the Kemba rumblings. Now Charlotte's yeah. looking to move Kemba. Not a Kemba guy, either. you know. We love. You know, I love Ben Simmons. Yeah. But is he going to be a point guard for his entire career? And if they, can he be the guy to run the ball? You got to start moving him possibly off the ball. And now if you have him and LeBron off the ball. Or do you bring LeBron in and have him run the point? I mean, you have to get very creative with it and very unconventional with it. I mean, I would. I think you make it work with LeBron. I'm not really worried about that, and I think, I think they'll make yeah. it work. Um, but yeah, if you bring LeBron in, it's gonna work. I think we'll find out what Ben Simmons' ceiling is next year. To be honest with you, um, does think, Ben Simmons make the All Star team this year as a reserve? 
I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no too, but I wish he would. Yeah, I agree with you. I think he should. I think he's a next level player. Now, I disagree with you. We know about this with the jump shot. Um, I side with probably the vast majority of Philadelphians. Probably a Twitter poll question that's coming up here at the bank <laughs> PHL. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I. Personally, there's nothing that makes me more angry than this dude that has more natural ability than anybody I've ever seen with a basketball outside of probably like LeBron James. I'm a little younger, so um, I'm not going to like go ahead and unite this guy. Um, unite this guy. Um, I'm united Anoint with this guy. <laughs> but like the dude needs to have a threat of a jump shot. Like that's – he. I don't care if he's – 40%, I don't care if he's 50%, 30%. There is nobody in the league that is looking at Ben Simmons sitting across from him right now with the ball, sizing him up and thinking this dude's going to pull up and drop one in my face right now. There's nobody in the league that's scared of that, and that's sad. Um, to be honest with you, Dave, I have probably a week's worth of thoughts on this, and I want to get into it, but I think we need to regroup a little bit right now Let's because tomorrow to the is the biggest day <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow is the biggest day <laughs> of the year. Hell yes, it is, dude. Of the year. Let's go, birds! So t- tomorrow I will be attending my second ever Eagles game in history. This, Don't y'all wish you were him? His first ever Eagles game is a divisional round playoff game. First one we've been to playoff game since 2013. Hell no, you're not a front runner. No. You've watched every game possible. You go in there in the playoffs. It reminded me, I was telling everybody, 08 Phillies, like there's nothing yeah. like it in there. Yeah, no, it's crazy. There are a few sports atmospheres like that. When we made that stop, I hadn't hugged that many people in my life. Yeah. Ever. Be honest, you didn't believe they were going to stop them. No, I was tapped. Yeah. But I'm also a pessimistic guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, I have. I, a, I overreact. I wouldn't call you a pessimist. You're a realist. Although in the first half, you're about to leave. I was like, bro, we just bought these tickets. You're not leaving me here by myself. I thought about leaving. Yeah, I know you did. I didn't know where I was going to go. You weren't going to leave, though. No, nah, I wasn't going to leave. Turn away some listeners being going to leave. Yeah, That's sorry about that. Um, you know the school chance, though? Let's talk about tomorrow. Eagles. Oh, my God. Vikings. All week. Minnesota thinks they're going to come in here and take over our city, and I got... I got a lot to say to them tomorrow at the tailgate. I am so excited about this game. I couldn't be more stoked when Case Keenum had – I had as big of a shocked look on my face as he did when he made that throw. And I'll tell you one thing, dude, about tomorrow's game. The most underrated thing that I think nobody's talking about – I'm going to give Minnesota all the credit in the world because their defense is nasty and they've overcome not as much as we have but a lot. Winning the way they did last week – I think there's a stat out there. It's like teams are 0-7 coming off of a last-second win like that. Especially when it's the luckiest win that's ever happened. And the average is like 24 points mm-hmm. like that they lose by. That's crazy. And, and they're in the link. Wow. The link. Welcome the nest. The Just for anybody who doesn't know out there, Dave and I, we work together. And this has probably been the least productive work week we've had <laughs> in a long time. Shout out to Molly, my boss out there. If you're listening, yeah, I didn't do anything this week. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Articles and hype videos. Articles and hype videos. <laughs> I spent four hours this morning. I was at my buddy's house. My buddy, my buddy Ben, shout out to him. He's been my best friend since we were like four years old. Shout out, Ben. Yeah, my boy Ben. <laughs> so we're sitting there. I'm putting Gargano right now. I'd be like, my friend Ben. And everybody listening <laughs> to the show is like, dude, I have no idea who you're yeah, talking about. Shout out Benny and the Jets. But I'm sitting there. I went to his house last night and I slept over because he lives in Jersey. And I was like, I don't feel like coming back into the city. Um, yeah, and that's, a, that's a truck. That's right? a, yeah, it's like 20 <laughs> minutes. I'm like, yeah, just yeah, not God feeling forbid. it. Yeah, God forbid. That's a lot of hassle. <laughs> yeah. 
And I'm sitting there. I wake up this morning. He owed me something. Apparently, he's in his bedroom. I wasn't going to wake him and his wife up. And I'm like, all right, well, what do I do? I was like, well. What did he owe you, dude? <laughs> you can't go A few that items. A few, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm items. not letting that go. <laughs> not for my boy on blast. <laughs> it's, a weird, it's a weird item. It's all our right, first shout show. Shout out Ben. Shout out Ben. <laughs> Let's go, Ben. <laughs> We're going to be tailgating with Ben tomorrow. <laughs> Check us out at the Wells Fargo lot. Yeah. Uh, we don't have, like, a flag or anything yet for um, yeah, bank statement, keyword. but we probably will. We got a logo and everything. Check us out on Twitter at the bank PHL. Shout out Megan for the logo as Megan, well. Megan, yeah. She's the best, isn't she? Yeah, that um, logo is the best. No great doubt. graphic designer. If you need a graphic designer, hit me up on Twitter because I got one for you. She's absolutely unbelievable. Um, literally whipped this together faster than I could play a game of Madden, and that's not an exaggeration or a... Exaggeration. Yeah, that actually happened today. So shout out to her. Um, but back to this game tomorrow. I don't know, dude. Case Keenum looked shook at parts of that game last week. And he threw one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen in my life. And I'm really thinking there's going to be a defensive touchdown tomorrow, and I couldn't be more excited. I think I think there's going to be multiple. Because the, the fact of the matter is, man, you've got a quarter, but you've got two quarterbacks that you would have never thought you'd see in this position. And granted, Case Keenum, he's got them there and he's earned every minute of it. But there's always that feeling in the back of your head. It's the same thing with the Jags and the AFC. It's like, you know what? Blake Bortles, he balled last week against Pittsburgh, but he's Blake Bortles. Case Keenum is Case Keenum. So let's preview this game a little bit. What do you think? So first thing I want to point out to everybody, something that's a little bit low-key for tomorrow, I don't know if everybody realizes there's three key players really on this injury report for Minnesota. Two of them we don't want to play, and one of them we absolutely want them to get in the game tomorrow. So for one, I think he's going to play. I don't think there's a way that he doesn't, but Adam Thielen's missed practice all week, and that would be pretty huge for us. Um, he's one of their best receivers. He's had a crazy year. Underdog story. I'll be honest, I'm a pretty big fan of Adam Thielen as a dude. Um, obviously, I hope he literally he shits the bed tomorrow, but he does have hands, yeah. Um, Andrew Sandejo probably is not going to play tomorrow. Um, he was a full participant in practice, which is interesting. Had that heard, pick last week. I heard he did not practice. So that's this is from NFL.com that we're getting some of these reports. He did have that pick last yeah, week. Yeah, nasty pick. Him and Harrison Smith hold it down there on the back end. He was a full participant, but I've heard he did not pass concussion protocol yet. So he's probably a little <sighs> bit more questionable. And then Mackenzie Alexander. This dude we actually want to play because he got toasted last week. Like, do y'all remember, like, Byron Maxwell? Like, he was um, out there. Bradley man. Fletcher. Like, Nandi Asamoah. I knew you were going to say My that. boy Nelson Aguilar going to go, Scott! In the slot. Got <laughs> Look for Nelson Aguilar tomorrow, guys. But yeah. that's the injury report over here from Minnesota. Um, what concerns you with Minnesota tomorrow? Do you think they got a shot tomorrow? Um, all honesty, full disclosure. Always. No. <laughs> I really Wah. don't. I really don't. Where's that drop you were going to play? I really don't, man. <laughs> we had some drops. Yeah, we're going to get some drops. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, man. Let the NFL put up uh, the preview for the Patriots Vikings Super I Bowl. Want, I don't even want to entertain. Let them do yeah. that because I, I, like I said, man, I was I was touching on it a little bit. But Case Keenum is Case Keenum, and at the end of the day, tip your hat to a great season for this guy. But he is walking into the link in the playoffs. I don't think Nick Foles is going to come out and have the most stellar game. I might even, I might, I think he might even take a step back from how he played last week, especially really? in the second half. He's I think this is going to be an ugly game. 
I think it's going to be a very ugly game. And like you said, will there be a defensive touchdown? I think there might be a few. I think there might be a few special teams touchdowns. I think it's going to be a field goal battle. Yes. So Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake. I think both offenses are going to do the bare minimum of what needs to be done. This is going to be a defensive battle. I think a lot of people know that. What are we, one and two in the league? Uh, I think it's one and three, but yeah, because we're, we had, we don't have a very highly ranked passing defense yardage-wise. Sure. We give up a lot between the 20s if you look at us throughout the year. Um, number one rough, rushing defense in the NFL, though. Shout out Fletcher Cox. Yeah, it, yeah, the Vikings run the ball a lot, but they don't run the ball well a lot. They just do it to balance the offense. So we need the secondary to step up, but at the same time, I mean, if you want to wait to do final scores, we can, but I'll, I'll tip my cap a little bit. I think we're going to win this you game comfortably. Eagles? Comfortably. What's comfortably? Uh, over 10. Really? So an ugly game, we win over 10. So you're saying a couple defensive touchdowns. Do you think Nikki Foles plays a little bit mistake-free tomorrow? No. All right. I'm telling you, I, don't, I, I think it's going to be a very, very ugly game. I think we win over 10 because we get some type of empty netter at the end of the game. Empty netter? Yeah. We like we in, always do. We throw in an empty netter like to the blow up the netter. score a little bit. Shout out to Wells Fargo Center. Yeah. The bank. The bank. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I, I have all the confidence in the world in our team. I, I like really that. do. And the home, it's the home field advantage. Honestly, it's just the fact that you and I are going to be there. I think we make a serious impact on this I, team. You know what? I swear to God, last week we're sitting there. It's fourth and two. And it's fourth and two last week. And I, I'm i sitting in the crowd, and I wanted to freak out because I'm sitting there, and I'm like, we're playing Julio Jones. Julio Jones has been tearing us up all night. He's the only guy that we could not stop. They got the outside run on lockdown. And I just wanted to put my head in my hands and just freak out. But at the end of the game, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm not going to let myself. I was the loudest dude there all game. You know that. And I wasn't going to let myself not, like, regret not just freaking out for that last play. Like, that last play, it was it was going to be nuts in there. And that building was the loudest I've ever heard it. And I've been to a lot of Eagles games in my day. And I, that building was shaking. That building was shaking. Shaking. Dude, Zach Ertz even said it. You're like, that's the loudest atmosphere I've ever been in for a game. So, so you're taking the Eagles by 10 tomorrow. If Let's play devil's advocate for a second. If something goes wrong, what is it? Is it Nick Foles? Um, no, it's, it's the, it's the secondary. If something goes wrong, it's because our secondary. Case Keenum beats us if something goes wrong. Honestly, the only reason we will lose this game is if our defense, the number three defense in the league, plays below par. And I just, I'm sorry, man, I don't see that happening. I don't either. I don't either. So let me give you my little take for the game. So the first thing I'm going to throw out there is that the Eagles are a pretty healthy team outside of the guys that are out for the year. So we all know Peters, um, Sproles, Carson, all those guys. The only person that really missed significant time this week is Danell Ellerby. Um, and he, he practiced. He's going to play. He's going to be fine. Shout out to Danell Ellerby. Shout out to Danell. Um, <laughs> I look at this game and I look at it this way. Let me ask you a question. If I told you you could either have Jay Ajayi or Latavius Murray, who would you take? That's not a question. Jay Ajayi. If I told you that you could have either the Eagles offensive line led by the best right guard in the game, Brandon Brooks, Stefan Wisniewski, Jason Kelsey, or Lane Johnson, or the Vikings offensive line, who would you take? Um, not knowing much about the Vikings O-line, but it's knowing ours. Yeah, I mean, what, we, got, we got Big V as the only hole, and I think he knows that, so the dude's going to step up. He's going to step so, up. To answer your question, Eagles. I'll give you the correct answer, knowing a little bit about the uh, Vikings <laughs> <laughs> offensive line. I'm taking the Eagles as well. All right, cool. The receivers, I'm going to give you the answer on that one as well. I'm going to call it a wash because I'll tell you why. I think Alshon's your boy. 
So, Alex, just for you guys out there at home, he went to South Carolina with Alshon, lived in his apartment after Alshon lived there. And side note, uh, Zion Williamson, you're a bum for committing to Duke tonight. (laughs) Uh, You're dead to all of us in South Carolina, so get out of my face with that. R.I.P. Zion. Um, But, yeah, so I look at it, and as much as I'm a big Alshon Jeffrey supporter, he's let me down in a little – I don't necessarily blame him, but he's not the number one receiver he's been. Disagree. We'll talk about that. Uh, it's a future <laughs> podcast. Let's talk about that. Disagree. I, I, I'm not going to hate, so let's, let's move we on. We are currently in the same building that Alshon lives in, so I think to even mention that sentence in here is just bad juju. I don't know if we're supposed to know that. Yeah. No. Shout I'm, out to the building. Yeah, shout out to the building. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the Ritz Carlton. <laughs> JK doesn't love the Ritz Carlton. <laughs> Um, shout out to the Ritz Carlton, though. <laughs> so, Torrey Smith is a bum. I mean, I'll be honest, he's a bum. I like him as a dude. I think he brings something to the team in the locker room. On the field, though, I've, I've seen enough of Torrey Smith. <laughs> Nelson, I'm a fan of. But when you compare those guys against Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen. That's a bit. It's, it. I mean, the, the receivers they got. Well, let's let's go toe to toe then. Let's go toe to toe. Who's their number one? Who's Stefan Diggs. Stefan well, Diggs, Alshon Jeffrey. You watch that? Right this year, yes. Okay, so Adam Thielen, Nelson Aguilar, you could say is our number two. I give them Adam Thielen. Okay, well, Zach Ertz and and Rudolph. Well, Rudolph's out. So that's where I take it a wash. Rudolph's got a season-ending injury. Remember that? No. He, like, broke his leg, dude, on that catch. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Rudolph. Rudolph, shout out, my man, the reindeer. (laughs) No, I don't mean to ever laugh at an injury. I was just misinformed, so. Yeah, I agree. We're not those Philly guys. Um... No, I'm just laughing because he didn't even know. Well, I or think that gives us the heads up then. I'm going to give the receivers a wash because I think that combo of Thielen and Diggs is a wash. Let's go to the quarterback. You know what I heard today on the NFL Network? Everybody's sitting there like, oh, like everybody's saying Nick Foles is a wash with your boy Case Keenum. Like, oh, Case is a wash with Nick Foles. And they were like, Case has been doing this all year. He's been playing at like an MVP level, and they throw up his numbers, and they're like equivalent to Tom Brady. And I'm like, this is utter garbage. Because, yeah, he's been doing it for all year, but you could say the same thing. Nick Foles won 27-2. and two. He's a Pro Bowl MVP. Yeah. It's the same thing, dude. They're both bums. They're both they're bums. They're both Jeff Fisher bums. They're both bums. I love Nicky Franchise. You're a bum. I was thinking about it, too. like Because even midseason – Case Keenum was playing great, but they were trying hard to find a way to put Bridgewater in. Yeah. But he, he, to his credit, he made it so it, they, it just couldn't happen. No, he, could, he he played well. But at the same time, at the end of this season, what's going to happen to Keenum? There are I like maybe a bad team will overpay for him, but somebody he's, will. He'll, he'll get a starting job. He will, but he doesn't like it's it's the same thing that you know happened to Foles way back when. The same thing happened to Foles. You know who else? Matt Castle. Yeah. Matt Castle and Matt Flynn. Flynn. Matt yeah, Flynn. Matt Flynn. Yeah, yeah. Seahawks. They yeah. were paid for him. And then Russell Wilson came and mm-hmm. they snuck in. Skirt. Mm. Um, but no, I think you look at Case Keenum this week in particular, it's a wash at best because our defensive line is going to eat his lunch, dude. Their guards can't even they, – they can't – they're not going to even touch Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox, I Fletcher think, Cox. comes away with two sacks tomorrow. Yeah, he went off last week too. Man. Best player on the field last week. Yeah. He rung the bell. We yeah. gotta get a bell for this podcast. But long story short, I'm not gonna go position by position because I think the defense in a lot of ways is a wash. They got a better secondary than we do overall, but our D line is way better than theirs, and their linebackers are slightly better than ours. Here's the deal. I look at these teams on paper, long story short, and I think, okay, 
it's a wash. It really is. Like, I want to give respect to Minnesota where it's due. On paper, it's a wash. The X Factor, I think, is the home crowd. Mm-hmm. That's the logical knowledge-based, fact-based answer. But what I will tell you is I think Nick Foles shocks the world tomorrow, and I think Nick Foles throws for under th- over 300 yards tomorrow, and I think the Eagles win big tomorrow because of the offense. Um, I really think our offense is going to click at home, and I think Malcolm Jenkins gets one of those uh, one of those pick sixes that he's due for. He um, is due, right? He's due. He hasn't had one in a while. Yeah. So I think we win big tomorrow. I'm really pumped for it. I'm pumped too. So and let's do it. Let's do it. Let's win. Let's stand do outside. Stand outside. So we're going to introduce a few segments here today. Uh, we're working on a few more for y'all, but one of the ones that we've been doing in the office, it's actually like a very big deal, um, is standout stars. <laughs> Hey, so what we do each week here, and we're going to introduce you all to this segment, and we might even have a standout stars poll for Paul, poll, hamana hamana, poll for y'all coming up here in the next couple of days. Um, but we give an offensive and a defensive player that we know is going to just ball out come Sunday. Um, so I'm going to kick it out to Alex. Who are your standout stars for this game? The NFC Championship. Can we just talk just one more time? NFC Championship. Give me your standout stars. All right, so standout stars, the way we always do it, and this is a segment we've been doing in real life all season. We don't miss it. Shout out uh, (laughs) Utain in the membrane, too. He likes to get involved with this as well. But um, we go one offense, we go one defense. But I'm going to preface my standout stars, offense and defense, with saying the biggest standout star of this game for me is going to be Jake Elliott. Wow, that's tough for you. Not offense, not defense. But in a game, I know you think the offense is going to show up and show out. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be one of the uglier games of all time. And if this guy can just make the damn field goals, then we're going to win the game. Sounds easy, right? Sounds easy. And he even put... A kickoff out of bounds last week. Like he's yeah. just gotta be. He's just gotta be good. <sighs> he's gotta be good tomorrow. So he's we'll my biggest. But if we're going offense, defense, I'll start off. Um, I'll start off on the defense. And I know that we've we do a lot every week, and we put a lot of pressure on on the defensive front, and they always show up. Um, knowing that the Vikings aren't going to really kill us on the ground that much because of them, I got to go to the secondary. It's easy to go to one of the corners, but I feel like in the past I've gone Darby a lot, and I want to take some pressure off of him. I'm going to put it on, and this might be a cop-out just because he's been playing great, but I'm going to say Rodney McLeod. Wow. Um, I think he played amazing last week. I think he's going to do great next week. And and by next week, I mean tomorrow, and I think Rodney's our guy. So I expect Rodney to make a big play, Um, so he's my defensive guy. Shout-out to the safeties. Other side of the ball. I think I know where you're going to go with this. Last week, just to say, I went with uh, LeGarrette Blunt, and he had the Eagles' only touchdown of the game. So, in a sense, I think I made a nice call on that. Yeah. But, shabby. I mean, there are a lot of options out there. And <clears throat> do you know what? I, I know it's there, there are a lot of picks, and every pick seems like it's like a popular pick or like a, a stereotypical pick because I guess we've been doing this a while, but – I have to go with my boy Alshon because the biggest impact of last week's game was that one drive when Nick yeah. Foles found him three times in a You're row, right. and we yeah. went down the field on his hands. And he can do that to you. And it's—I think you don't like him because it doesn't happen enough. But I think if Nick throws know, the like ball in his direction, he'll catch it. He'll catch it. So I, I'm going Alshon. I'm going McLeod, and I'm going Jake Elliott. Let's go Eagles. I like that. Um, 
All right, so want to clear the air first of all when it comes to Alshon. I'm not an Alshon hater. I just don't think he's been a number one this year. I think when you look at the word term number one, and we'll do a podcast probably on this, um, hopefully in like a month. Um, but I think when you look at a number one, that's got to be like your Julio Jones. It's got to be your Antonio Brown. It's got to be your Odell, even though Odell didn't really play this year. And Alshon just wasn't that guy this year. And so that's why I say he's getting paid like a number one, and he's not. I'm not a hater. I do love him. I'm not going to pick him for standout stars this week for the simple reason that he's got a great corner going up against him. He's, he's, got, a, he's got a tough Rhodes. matchup this week. Yeah, Rhodes is going to um, – I think Rhodes is going to show up. I think the big dogs show up for both teams this week in a lot of ways on defense. Um, I, I disagree. I think Jake Elliott, a lot of people are picking him. I know he's a popular pick. And I know, obviously, dude, you got to make your kicks. You can't make those mistakes. I'm anti the kicker position. Uh, I – I'm going to sidebar real quick here and give one of – I'm going to rant about the worst rule change in sports. Get him. Look, dude, I understand the extra point used to be a gimme, and that was garbage, and nobody watched it, and it was an automatic seven and whatever, and it was injuries were happening and blah, 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 blah. So why move it back, though? Can you imagine – you're an Eagles fan. You're sitting there. You're down seven. Nick Foles gets the ball with a minute 47 left in the game. You're in Minnesota. Eagles, Jags. We're in some predictions this week. I got the Jags. <laughs> Eagles, Jags. Bortles puts him up a tutty. Foles gets the ball. He's moving the rock. Slings one to Alshon. Slings one to Burton. Slings one to my man Ertz. Jay Ajayi, quick run up the middle. You score a touchdown in the corner. Fans going nuts. We in Philadelphia. We storming the streets. Let's go. Your boy Jake Elliott lines up for the extra point. It goes wide left. I'm out. That's a buzzkill, man. That that's not how football should work. I understand you want the play to mean something. Or but is that why you don't all. like it? Because it's a buzzkill. No, it, look, you can't. That's you can't point. risk the Super Bowl on the leg of a kicker but for an extra point. point. But that's the whole point. I think the main idea behind it when they did that was they thought this is going to be so crazy it's going to cause a lot of teams to like eliminate the kicker on extra points and go for two. And I think the Steelers were the only team to do that for a while, and they quit on that pretty quickly. You know what? You know my adjustment to the rule is because I understand the problem. I just don't think the solution in place is good. Um, I think what happens is you score a touchdown, team gets an automatic seven points. If you want to go for two, you have to take a point off of the board, line up at the two-yard line, and go for two. I think it does accomplish both things. It gets rid of a bogus play. I have to rid of think about that for a while until I give you an opinion. That's that my, was a crazy thing you just threw That's out my there. ruling. Yeah, I've been talking about this for a while, though. It's my, it's, my, uh, it's my jam for that rule change. I think the NBA should have a four-point line. Do you really? Yeah. Wow, that sounds like a July conversation, like post-playoff, <laughs> like post-finals. <laughs> um, all right, standout stars. So let's go defense. I'm actually – it's kind of weird. I was going to say the exact same thing you did with the defensive line gets a lot of pressure and a lot of love. And you know what? Fletcher Cox is going to show up tomorrow. Brandon Graham is going to show up tomorrow. Vinny Curry is going to show up tomorrow. I'm not worried about that. And because of that, I can't even put them as my standout stars because a standout, you have to play better than you usually play in my opinion. And I'm going to go to the secondary – I'm not going to go Jalen. I think Jalen might have a tough day tomorrow. I'm not going to go Darby because I expect Darby to be himself. I think what, what is I s- Darby when he's himself? He's going to give up a few big plays. He is. He's going to give up a few catches, I should See, say. See, what you just said just worried me. Because you, you saying that 
Darby's going to be himself and give up a few big plays. Jalen, not going to have a good game. We're screwed but if here's, those two things here's happen. The, here's the thing. Here's the thing. They're going to get a couple sacks. They're going to put him in a lot of, you know, second and long, third and long. I don't think those guys are going to be special is my point. Darby, here's the thing with Darby. He's kind of like Asante Samuel, if you remember him back in the day. Where no, Asante was the man. Okay, Asante was the man, but Asante would also get beat once in a while because Asante wanted to jump that route and get that pick. And all you remember is those picks, but he gave up a lot of completions. And that's kind of like Darby. Like, if you look at Dallas back his first game back, I think it was, or the Giants game, it's even better. He's getting toasted, toasted. But the dude gets the biggest interception of the game, turns everything around, we win the game. So I don't know that he gets a pick tomorrow. He might. That's very possible. Um, but I think he I think he just does his Darby thing. He gives up a couple plays that he shouldn't, 15, 20 yards, and he does all right. The dude that's going to ball out tomorrow is the leader of our defense, and that is Malcolm Jenkins. Wow, that's a great <laughs> that's a great drop right there. But I think, look, Malcolm Jenkins, he's going to ball out for a couple of reasons. One, he's been there before. Two, he's a leader of this defense. Three, I already said it before, I think the dude gets he's a due. pick six tomorrow, and I think he's due for he's that. He's due. Um, I think it lights up the crowd. I think it's going to be in the second possession of the game. Um, and I think that's what's going to be there on defense for tomorrow. I think the defense holds it down. I think we really show up tomorrow. On offense, I already said it. I think the dude's going to shock the world. Um, I'm conflicted. I'm between two guys. I think you should go with your gut because I think what you're going to say to many might be a cop-out pick, but we never make this pick, and I think if you believe, then you believe. In Nikki Franchise? Yeah. See, here's the thing. I'm not going to go Nikki Franchise. Uh, I want to. I want to because I do think he's going to ball out tomorrow. But my standout star is a dude I mentioned earlier in the show, and it's going to be Trey Burton. Okay. Um, I think Trey Burton, when you look at the matchups tomorrow, I really think Zach Ertz is going to get taken away. And I think a lot of fans, if you're just a little bit looking at it from a service perspective, you're like, our boy's got to show up. He's the best receiver on the team outside of Alshon. They're probably equal. Um, He's been our guy all year. He's got to show up in the biggest moment. But the Vikings take away your number one tight end option and they got linebackers they can cover and they got Harrison Smith they can cover and I think it's going to open up a lot for Trey Burton Trey Burton is a matchup nightmare um, if you line him up in the right situation from the tight end spot and so he's my standout star on offense I got the birds up big tomorrow um, I'm going 24 I almost said 27 and I almost I almost believe that but I'm going to 24 10 um, doesn't sound like a crazy number but 24 points against that defense and only give up 10 points I think will be pretty big I think we win the turnover battle I think we only turn it over one time I think they turn it over twice one's a pick six birds win the game case Keenan gets sacked count them one two three four times I really I I like it yeah I think it's pretty great dude I like where your head's at where uh what do you think about the other end of the spectrum the AFC you brought up something interesting about Brady uh, Brady's got a finger thing. A lot of conspiracy theories. I'm on the... Uh, I, I believe what I want to believe. <laughs> and again, I will never wish injury upon anybody. Agreed. I would never want to win a game because of the injury to a, a, the opposing team, anything like that. Agreed. Brady, man, somebody said that he had like a bone popping out of his finger, or not. maybe not a bone, but he dislocated it so yeah, bad it, it split his finger. Regardless... I don't know. Could it? Could the storyline of the year be, what if the Patriots did not trade Garoppolo? That's crazy. Because now they got to bring in Brian Hoyer. <laughs> That's gonna make it a game. I don't Talk know. The Jags are legit though, man. Like, the Patriots are. The Patriots, we're talking all about this, and they could very well easily win tomorrow by thirty and win the Super Bowl by thirty, and this is all just a moot point. But I'll be rooting for the Jags. 
I got the Jags tomorrow. I got the is that, Jags. Is that off of heart or off of true? A uh, little bit of both. I mean, a part of me wants to beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. However, a bigger part of me doesn't even want to touch Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. I don't want but to touch him. I look at the Jags tomorrow, though, dude. In the Super Bowl. <laughs> Ever? Or Justin's? <laughs> Jalen Ramsey, man, is an unreal talent. He's like what Richard Sherman was, but next level. They're going to stick him on Gronk. They're going to take Abouye, and they're going to put him over on Brandon Cooks, and that's going to shut them down. Those pass rushers can just go to work just unloading on Tom Brady. I think the Patriots struggle tomorrow. They're still going to find a way to score 20 points. I but got their the Jags. sucks too. Well, I got the Jags up 23-20. I think Fournette has a big day. 23-20. If you're a better out there, um, I am not. However, that line screams Jags in my opinion. What's the uh, line? It's nine and a half. Really? Yeah. Um, I think the Jags at least cover. I got them outright to win the game. Wow. Um, and I also got the Eagles on the other side to win that bet as well. So those are my uh, those are my picks on the AFC side of things. Okay. You think the Jags pull it out or not? I think so too, but that's pr- purely off of just what I want to happen. We're going to be sitting there tomorrow at the beginning of that game. You know, that's going to come on. Dan Baker's going to be like, and the score of the AFC championship game. Jacksonville Jaguars, wow. twenty-three. Wow, that's and a terrible Dan one. Baker impression. It really, I, I wasn't <laughs> even trying on that one. But the thing is, though, dude, when that happens, that stadium's gonna go nuts. It if will. that happens, it's gonna go nuts. That place is gonna be electric tomorrow. The Vikings We're don't know what to handle. Yeah, the Vikings are—they're in for it with their little skull, skull. I saw a video. Of all these people on the plane, like, ah, skull, 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 Let's go, birds, tomorrow. We're going to roll out a new segment here coming up. It's called I Called Bank. This is going to be a staple of the um, the bank statement for hopefully years to come. This is a cool segment we thought of. Hopefully, I hope you all enjoy it. Where basically it's gonna cover um, a little bit of a, a, a twofold thing, right? So, what is one thing that we called last week that might have come to fruition or didn't come to fruition? And what are our bold predictions for this week? So, my man AK47 here came up with a great prediction for last week that came true 100%. Um, and I'm going to let my dude take that so one. So I love bold statements. I love to speak in superlatives. I like to say things that are going to happen exciting. as if they're going to happen. So last week, I'm standing at the uh, section 102 with Dave. And we go out for the first drive right after the opening kickoff. And I turn to Dave. And believe it or not, I said, watch this. Deep ball, Torrey Smith, first play of the game. I said, no way. Dude's a bum. <laughs> While it wasn't the deepest ball thrown, <laughs> I called the play, and I called bank on that. He deposited his check, too. He got him. Direct ball. Deposit. Ah, Tory Smith. So I called it. I called that. You got to admit, I called that. I think some other people that. in the section heard it, too. You really did. Yeah. You called that was an Andy Reid move. That wasn't Andy Reid. It was an Andy Reid play call, and you can always expect something like that every once in a while from the Eagles, to be honest. Full disclosure, if we're really calling bank on some things, I might have called that same thing in like the past six games, and this was just the first time it actually I'm, happened. I'm going to forfeit my call bank, actually. I'm going to pull an audible, Ooh. because my man directed cool, cool. another thing into the bank account, another check. I did. This one was probably worth about 10 grand. So my dude comes out in the second half, and he looks at me and goes, you know what, Dave? We're either going to find a way to win this ball game, 
or we're going to get blown out. There's and no in between. By golly, we found a way to win this ball game. It was fourth and two, and I looked at you, and you were and you were distraught. I was freaking out. You were distraught, man. And I was like, bro, you told me if it was close, we're going to win this game. And I believe you. And you were right. And so I got to give you credit on that. Direct deposit. Man, 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 man. Direct into the checking account. So that's I call bank for today. Uh, from last week, we're going to call bank on some tomorrow predictions with some hot takes. I'm going to let my man, since he's scolding hot, he's on fire. Oh, there's some coals. Um, I'm, I'm this gonna is going to be a lot better when we have like a soundboard and we don't have to just make a bunch of random noises. We're working on it. We have like an app right now. Low that budget. Has, that has one thing. We got microphones today though, so that's pretty legit. Yeah, only one of them works, but it's cool. Shout out Best Buy. <laughs> Shout out Best Buy. Um, um, all right, so I'm calling Bank this week. I'm going to put up the jumper from deep and I'm going to call Bank and I'm going to say both quarterbacks throw at least two interceptions each tomorrow. I'm going to say... Wow. So you're going to give me a heart attack tomorrow. I'm going to say there's going to be a minimum of five. So at least one will throw three and the other will throw two. I'm <laughs> not going to say who's going to be who. But there's it's going to be pick city tomorrow. You're, you're literally going to give me a heart attack, bro. Pick um, city. That's crazy. I hope... I, I don't even know what to say if I hope you're right or not. As long as Eagles come on come out on top, I'll be all right. Uh, my eye call bang for tomorrow is a little bit of an opposite from what you just said. Okay. I think Nick Foles for sure goes over 300 yards tomorrow. I don't even think it's even close. And I think he balls out and has three touchdowns. Three touchdowns over three 300 touchdowns. yards? Over 300 yards. No rushing touchdowns tomorrow. Three touchdowns and a field goal. 24. I think I gave them 10. 24 to 10. All right. Eagles tomorrow. All right. So, bam. We just call bank. We just call bank, and that's going in. As long as you call bank, it counts. And if you want to call bank with us, too, uh, give us a call at – we'll give you a phone number next podcast. <laughs> uh, not right Hit now. us up on Twitter, though, at uh, the bank PHL. i got to get better with that, uh, that Twitter yeah, handle. Yeah, it's hard to remember. But, again, the whole concept behind I, I call bank, I think it's pretty cool because – Nobody likes that guy that's sitting there. It's like, oh, I told y'all this was going to happen. You know good and well. Yeah, you got to say it wrong. up front. Say it up front. Um, it's like when you're in the playground and you take that three from deep and it banks in. Like, nobody likes that dude unless we called it, right? So mm-hmm. I call bank. It's going to be a staple of this program each and every week. Um, and you know what? We need to next week mix some of these things in because we have two more segments that we're going to roll out for today. Um, the second to last one is going to be one that we're going to throw back to the year 2004, the season 2004-2005 season, our dude Fred X, mm. Freddie Mitchell. So it's a little bit of a uh, – my man just did the discount double check. It's a little bit of a – No, 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 no. The that Fred was X? the Fred X. <laughs> the discount the double, discount check. double Aaron check. Aaron Rodgers' whole career is based off of Freddie Mitchell. <laughs> he wouldn't have a career. He the Packers career. wouldn't even be relevant. No. Um, State Farm would have half the <laughs> amount of business it has today if Freddie Mitchell didn't come up. With are you the in good? Are you in good hands though? I was when we had Freddie Mitchell. Wow, and now he's not. I'm in good hands. I got Allstate still, so I was yeah, in good Aaron hands Rogers back then. Aaron Rodgers doesn't even have hands. He throws it. Freddie Mitchell had hands. <laughs> he should be the guy on the commercial. <laughs> Freddie Mitchell is a very interesting guy. Um, so we're gonna take a little bit of a spin off of winners and losers, and we're just gonna do winners because we're pretty positive here. And it's going to be called Who Deserves Freddy's Belt This Week. Um, fourth and 26, Fred X pops up and flashes his championship belt, uh, heavyweight title. And so who's a winner that you got from this past week, Alex? Could be in life, could be a Philly sports athlete. Um, who's your winner, I guess I would say, 
Fred X's belt award winner for the week. Okay. Uh, that's a no-brainer for me. Um, I know we got a lot of things going on with the Eagles, and I'm in super hype mode right if now. You st- if you steal mine. I know I'm going to steal yours, so we might as well say it together. Joel Embiid. Trust the process. Trust Why the process. is he your winner? Well, who's the last all-star we had? Andre, Andre Iguodala. Well, wait, don't they have to have an all-star? No, uh, Drew Holiday was an all-star the year before we traded him. I think that, no, it, it's only the MLB. You have to have an all-star every year. Okay, so they don't do that in the NBA. Well, there you go. That's why we have Alex. Yeah, I don't know about NFL if you have to have you one. You don't. I, I don't think, think most so. teams usually do yeah, anyway. Yeah, 53 guys. Um, but Joel Embiid, not only is he an all-star, he's a okay. starter, fully deserving. Joel Embiid has this thing about him. I call it the Iverson syndrome. He would really get on my nerves, especially in the offseason. If you go out anywhere in Philly on a Friday or Saturday night, you will run into Joel Embiid. And it got under my skin. And, you know, the first time it's cool. It's like, oh, my God, it's Joel Embiid. The fifth time, it's like, dude, you need to be in the gym. (laughs) Because this is a huge season coming up, and I'm tired of seeing you out. The whole city's counting on you, bro. And you know what? We talk about practice. The dude just shows up and shows out, and he's a starter on the All-Star team. And it's a big thing for us in the city. Maybe we'll get Simmons, maybe not. But for him this week... It's a big it's deal. Yeah, and he flexed on Rihanna, so you got to give it up for Joel. Well, you stole mine. I'm gonna give it up to Joel because I trust the process, um, and I really I got to give a shout out to Sam Hinkie there as well. Um, R.I.P. Sam. Uh, I I'm likewise gonna go Joel Embiid for a little bit of a different reason. I promise this wasn't even planned. Um, the flex on Rihanna gave her a little skirt, a little swerve action. Skirt. Um, she has a lot of growth, and honestly, just another. Another notch in the legend of Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. So, um, shout out to that dude. He's making our city proud. And to be honest with you, he's my favorite Philadelphia athlete since Brian Dawkins, who is going to be an honorary captain tomorrow. Wow. Weapon X coming out for us. And uh, special shout out to the halftime show tomorrow, The Roots. The Roots, better than last week. Yeah. Last week they had those dumbass dogs. Dude, the dogs couldn't catch any Frisbees, <laughs> and, the, and the people throwing the Frisbees to the dogs couldn't throw a Frisbee. I, I'll give it to them. There was a lot of wind. But it's really bad. I've seen those things like they that had to be like last minute somebody like, canceled and I was they like, called them this up. This is a playoff game. However, I will say it's a little bit clever when you think about the whole underdogs thing, which I'm not a fan of. It's, I think it's why we didn't touch on it today. I'm out on the masks. But um, maybe I mean, if I was, get a free mask, I'm going to put it on my head. Yeah, there's a rumor out there that they're giving away masks tomorrow. I call uh, fake news on that. I yeah, don't think that's real. I'm not calling bank on that. Yeah, no, no bank on that. I also really wanted them to wear black on black tomorrow. Um, they're going to go midnight green tomorrow, just in case anybody's wondering, um, which I'm okay with as well. I think I'm going to wear the same outfit tomorrow I wore last week. Too. Got to. My man looked fresh. He might have been cold. I he was didn't. Cold. He did not layer up properly, but it's his first game. So mm-hmm. Shout out to that. Um, yeah, I got to bring Carson Wentz jersey back with me tomorrow. Okay. We'll roll with that. So um, the last thing we're going to do, we're going to close out every single show we do with this. It's called Fast Break. Basically, what we're going to do is we're going to load a minute on the clock. I'm going to get my boy Alex to pull that up for us here real quick. And we're just going to basically cheers and dilly-dilly to a few athletes and a few people in our lives in Philadelphia. First person that can't think of somebody loses. So we got a minute on the clock. Alex is going to go first. Fast Break. Dilly-dilly to who? Okay, my first dilly dilly. I mentioned it a little bit earlier, uh, but Jared Bayless, former Buck, had his girlfriend in the building this week, who is associated with the Bucks. I won't give too many details, but he chose to sat out because he knows he's in for a big night tonight, and I respect it. 
Wow. My dilly dilly goes to Lane Johnson for energizing the entire fan base and flexing on everybody by putting that mask on, even though I'm not a fan. Shout out to him. And he also gave some money back to uh, Philadelphia schools this week. Shout out to Lane Johnson. Dilly dilly. Okay. My second dilly dilly goes to uh, my main man, Steve Utain. I got to give a shout out to Steve for coming into town and uh, Molly as well, because we made a power move. I got called into the office this week. I was fully planning on watching this game on TV and I found out they were tickets to be had and I'm about to have one of the best days of my entire life tomorrow. My final dilly dilly is going to go out to the Philadelphia Eagles fan base who has showed up in a big way this week. We're going to ball out tomorrow in the stands. We're going to be the 12th man that we need and we're going to win and we're going to the Super Bowl tomorrow. That's it for the bank statement. This was our first show. Hopefully, we do a little bit better next week. Catch us every. Um, I guess we we're going to post it on Sunday or we did well. Monday. We did okay. Um, go Eagles tomorrow, everybody. Hope you all have fun at the game. Um, and we will see you here. We're going to record this every Saturday night, and it will be live after that. Again, follow us on Twitter at the bank phl for your boy alex kalf it's dave costa thank you guys for um, our first podcast here's to many more and if there's anything that you guys want to talk about want to hear about let us know hit us up on twitter instagram um we'll figure out a phone system somehow some way for you guys but uh for now good night go eagles we love you philadelphia good night everybody